When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast and resource devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I am flying solo today. Chris is not here. Chris is not here because I just decided to do a bonus episode today due to the craziness that's going on in the world right now. Chris is getting settled in. He's finding a new place to live. Currently, right now, he's in a temporary living situation, so he's looking for a more permanent situation. Then he can fully set up his telecommuting podcast setup. And what's exciting is, you know, this stuff takes time and money, and that's exactly what we're working on right now, to get Chris set up to provide the best audio and the best quality content to you guys, even though we'll be doing it not in person anymore. We'll be doing it over the internet. That aside, I mentioned the craziness that's going on in the world right now. I hope everyone's doing well. Currently with the COVID-19 coronavirus situation, everyone is hopefully home. I have been home over a week and a half. Before that, I was still working due to being a medical professional. So I was out in the field. Luckily, a wonderful thing happened where I got dismissed to home due to having a very young infant and being one of our highest risk employees to be out in the field. This is great because this means I can be home. This is also tough, though, because I am now working full days from home with an infant, with my wife stranded here as well, and with all the multiple animals in the house we have. So work is tough. Podcasting is tough. Editing and production time is near impossible. I'm finding little snippets of time here and there to work on stuff for you guys, to keep creating content, to keep the highest level of production we can provide on the show. That's just a little bit about me and Chris to keep you guys up to date. I want to know about you guys. Are you doing okay? Are you staying home? Are you staying safe? I really hope you are. This whole flattening the curve thing right now is very important. Everyone do it. Obviously, something I'm really passionate about because I have elderly people in my family. I also have a brand new preemie infant living at home, and we don't have the option to even leave, even risk that. We also don't have the option to have help or anyone come over. So we are doing our part, and we hope that everyone else is doing their part to protect those high-risk populations. But that being said, I'm sure everyone's getting a little stir-crazy, and I certainly am myself because I haven't gotten to play games in such a long time. 
all the time I have is for work, my wife, and the baby. And then any little snippets of time I have, you know, we're keeping up with the house and things like that. And then those small little moments of free time I have, I fit in for this, for this show, for you guys. On top of that, we can't really play games because if truly everyone's staying safe in quarantine, we can't play these games we love, like Marvel Crisis Protocol, in person because miniatures games require face-to-face contact. They require moving things around on the board. They require range rulers and distance calculations, though some of these games are on Tabletop Simulator. Not really something I'm interested in, but I'm more interested in it now than I've ever been because there's literally no other option to play games with your friends and loved ones. So something worth looking into right now. If you haven't heard of Tabletop Simulator, definitely check it out. Though miniatures games, especially skirmish miniatures games, and even some of these grander scale miniatures games really do suffer in the format of that game. They're not grid based. A lot of these games and, you know, distance and range and movement and that tactile feel all really matters. And that's kind of lost entirely. On top of that, the hobbying, the painting, the terrain, that's not a thing. So that really bums me out. And I would just rather play some of these other games transition easier to that digital format, but something worth checking out. So with the virus happening, we hope you're being safe and we hope this show is going to provide entertainment and education for you during this time. We're going to keep it going. Nothing's going to change with us though. We're still in that flux of our schedules. Chris is getting settled in. I'm trying to navigate this at home work environment and also having a brand new child who is still not yet to her due date. She is that young. But all that aside, this virus has caused a lot of cancellations. And with that came one of the first big cancellations and a huge stab to everyone in the gaming community, especially the miniatures gaming community. And that was Adepticon being canceled. With Adepticon being canceled, some companies like Atomic Mass Games and others have released content online that they were going to release at Adepticon, as in spoilers. They've also done sales on some of their stores and things like that. That's really nice. It's nice to at least have some of that experience, but I know a lot was lost for people. And at this point, I don't think Gen Con's been canceled, but Gen Con being in late July, early August, it seems probable with everything going on right now. So that would be two of our major gaming conventions just completely gone for this year. I am interested to see the innovation and the pivoting that's going to occur so people can still get a con experience and still just at least experience some community. But that is lost this year, and that is a huge loss. On top of that, we have other cancellations. The Black Widow movie that Chris and I have talked about on the show that we're talking about being really excited. I'm really excited for David Harbour's Red Guardian. Black Widow, directed by Kate Shortland and starring Scarlett Johansson, has been postponed indefinitely. Well, a lot of movies have been postponed. Mulan is another good example. The New Mutants, goodness gracious, that movie has so many setbacks to being released. All these have been postponed, and that just means that they're going to release them in the future when this crisis is over, when the quarantine's over, I'm assuming. And just when the time's right, let's also keep in mind these are made by major studios. They don't overlap and release at the same time, certain releases. So Wonder Woman's also been canceled. There's a lot of correlation here between certain movies canceling at certain times, certain movies not wanting to reschedule on those original movies dates and things like that. We'll have to see, but it's really a huge bummer for us as Marvel fans. The Black Widow movie certainly wasn't one of the most exciting Marvel announcements, but it was exciting to see a new direction for the MCU and the start of this new phase. And it's really a huge bummer that the phase is being delayed indefinitely. So it's something that we're going to figure out in the future and we will cover it on this show. But as of right now, those movies aren't coming for the foreseeable future, but they will come out. 
And the interesting part I'm experiencing here is a lot of movies are being released in streaming formats, which I think is fantastic and another interesting way of innovation and pivoting during this crazy time everyone's experiencing. But I don't really think the execs at Marvel and Disney and people that create the MCU are going to release Black Widow in a non-theatrical format. They might. If this situation gets worse, I could see it happening. I think they would rather just wait and release it to the public, actually get all their money back and make a profit and just have a full theater experience. I just don't see Black Widow being one of those movies that they actually release in the streaming format, but time will tell. So I mentioned Adepticon being canceled and companies like Atomic Mass Games releasing content and spoilers online instead of the show floor. One of the most exciting news we've got in the past week was the announcement of Ghost Rider coming to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Chris and I had our inclinations about this. And now that Ghost Rider is here and we've seen the miniature and it's beautiful, he's on his bike, he has the chain. It's a big base. Also the flames, which are all essential parts. Though his card hasn't been revealed yet or his release date, it is very exciting to know 100% he's coming to the game and that he has another miniature that's going to draw people into this game and just be super fun to paint and hobby and change up. I cannot wait. And also, I cannot wait for Chris and I to dig into the lore of Ghost Rider. Also, let's not forget he's a big base and assumedly he's on a motorcycle. We can assume, I think he's at least going to be a medium speed, potentially a long or have some sort of ability that gives him a long speed. That is absolutely insane on a big base. He's going to be all over the map be a highly mobile character. Really interesting choice to release at this time, and I cannot wait for Ghost Rider to come to the game. He's probably going to be a staple of a lot of my list just because the miniature alone is such an eye-catcher. The other huge news that we're going to cover on the rest of today's episode is the release of the next Cosmic Threat Encounter. So we had Ultron. We don't have Thanos yet, but we know it's coming. And I'm so happy we got something in the interim to last until we get Thanos. And that is a new cosmic threat encounter, which is Hulk. What a curveball. This is something the community has asked for for a long time, something the community has been talking about, hyping up the idea of it. It's happened in the comics so many times. Good guy teams, bad guy teams. Everyone has teamed up to bring the Hulk down or to contain the Hulk and his rage and his unstoppable, unkillable nature. And this is an example of that. I cannot wait to get into what this is. We're going to go through that today. We're going to read through the encounter. And I thought this is really important because those this is a bonus episode. We are going in a chronological release of the game. We got so many characters to get through. We're currently about to start the Asgardians. I hope you guys are excited about that. And it's going to be a really deep, lore-rich grouping of episodes. But I just couldn't at least mention that the Hulk encounter was out. So I thought this was a good time to touch base with you guys and go through this rule by rule and see what this encounter has in store for us. So before we get into that, we got a little business to attend to. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting it with a monthly contribution. We thank all of our patrons for their support. Huge shout out to our first Avenger level producer, Scott H. Scott, you are our first producer. This is the most important patron slot, and you are making Fury's Finest the best it can possibly be. And for that, we thank you immensely. You are the first Avenger. You are so important to this show. And Scott, you being a producer, you're going to get a shout out every episode. So thank you 
for your contribution. So if you guys haven't played a ultimate encounter before or a cosmic threat encounter, various names for the same sort of thing, it is essentially a two versus one scenario. The first one, of course, was Ultron. All will be metal. And it was so exciting. So fun. What's so cool about these modes is now we get new rules. We get new objectives. We get a new play style. We get this two versus one scenario and it's two teams versus one model, which is such an exciting thing. And what a perfect thing to transition to two teams versus the Hulk. There's going to be one Hulk player and there's going to be two players that have two individual crisis teams of 17 threat. That's maximum threat of 17. So if you don't hit 17, that's fine. You'd have 15, 16, but the maximum threat is 17. What's interesting is all the old rules still apply in this new scenario. So that is no repeat alter egos on any team. So everyone has to be a unique model and a unique named person. Though notice they say unique alter egos. So that means you're going to have multiple Spider-Mans, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, for instance, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, please, Miles, arrive. We can't wait for you. But that aside, you have two teams of 17 threat versus the Hulk. The Hulk play, of course, gets the new Hulk card, just like the Ultron scenario. You don't use the Ultron card from the game. You use the scenarios version of Ultron. Same goes for this one with Hulk, and it's a much more powerful Hulk. That aside, let's just talk about the encounter. Let's read through this. And once again, this is completely free on Atomic Mass's website, so you need to pick it up, and you got to give this a try. So, Ultimate Encounter, Incredible Hulk. The Crisis Team has been exposed to dangerous levels of gamma radiation, which has caused them to hulk out. Unable to control the gamma-fueled rage coursing through their blood, the members of the Crisis Team's threaten to cause untold damage. Only the Incredible Hulk has the power to stop the Crisis Team's rampage, cure the gamma poisoning, and save the city. This is a fast-paced, no-holds-barred, King of the Ring style encounter designed for high octane Marvel Crisis Protocol action in a shorter than usual amount of time. This ultimate encounter is designed to be truly kinetic spectacle as an unbound Hulk smashes his way through the Crisis team before tossing them out of the game by getting them into Gamma Absorbers. Even though this is the Hulk like we've never seen him before, don't think the Crisis team is going to go quietly back to their puny selves. Amped up by the gamma radiation, every Crisis Team member has access to a powerful throw superpower, allowing them to literally pilot on the Hulk, as well as accessing a gamma-enhanced rage that grants them more power than they've ever had before. We suggest playing with a thematic or what-if-style rosters and a professional wrestling sense of atmosphere to best enjoy this ultimate encounter. And don't forget to make sure the ring is filled with lots of interactive terrain to smash. Estimated playtime, 30 to 45 minutes. A couple things stand out here, guys. This is a quicker scenario than the average Marvel Christ Protocol game. Fantastic. What a great way to demo the game for people. What a great way to showcase the game. And just a fun way to get three people playing the game in a shorter setting. Number two, they want you to play with thematic lists or what-if style rosters in a professional wrestling-themed world here. So I'm really sad Chris isn't here. Chris is our resident wrestling expert and aficionado. I know absolutely nothing about wrestling other than the major pop culture notes from the 80s to now, basically. That's all I know. But it is really exciting. We have this kind of brawl off. We have this aggro objective. And that's why they said it's based off of wrestling. It's a smaller area. You're fighting. The Hulk is throwing people. People are throwing things. It's pretty interesting. On top of that, did you notice some of the language they used here? The Hulk is the hero. We do have a one model versus two crisis team scenarios, exactly like the other ultimate encounters, but this time they flipped it on its head thematically. 
the one being the Hulk is the hero and the crisis teams are the threat. I love this so much thematically for a myriad of reasons, but mainly just that everyone's been supercharged up to Hulk's level and it's up to him to save the city to stop our heroes and villains who are now hooked out from hurting anybody. I love this. It's a really neat way to even flip the ultimate encounter on its head, which is such a new format anyway. So hats off to Atomic Mass Games for continuing to make this so fun and so unique. Let's talk about squad composition. I mentioned that it is two players, two crisis teams of up to 17 maximum threat. Crisis squads can also not use affiliations in this scenario. A crisis team chooses a number of team tactic cards based on the difficulty levels based below. And the Cosmic Threat player's squad consists of the Incredible Hulk. This is pretty standard, pretty simple. We have the threat dictated on here. We have the tactic cards told to us in a moment by the difficulty setting you choose. But that aside, I find really interesting about this, no affiliations. So this really makes it even more exciting for list building. First of all, we got a less competitive format. We've got a faster format. And we've got encouragement of making thematic teams. Well, this isn't even more interesting now. You don't really have to think in the mindset of, oh, do I have enough? Do I have more than half to give myself this affiliation bonus? Forget affiliations. If you're taking Captain America in this, you're taking him because you want to play him. That's it. You're taking him because he fits your team thematically or he just fits in this roster. You don't have to worry about team affiliations in this. And I even think that's another design choice that obviously makes it probably more balanced for the Hulk to fight these teams. But on top of that, makes the burden of learning the game a little bit easier. And I think that's really encouraging because like I said, this might be a fun format to demo the game or even just to get maybe a new friend into the game. Say you have yourself and one of your normal friends you play the game with often and you have a new friend that comes over who's never played the game. This is a perfect opportunity for them to jump in, learn alongside the two of you that know the game so well. Let's talk about the difficulty. We have narrative, normal, hard, and smash. Narrative, zero team tactic cards, zero starting rage. Normal, three team tactic cards, one starting rage, hard, two tactic cards, two starting rage, and smash, one tactic card, three starting rage. We haven't got to what starting rage is yet, but these are things that make the Hulk obviously more powerful. So hence the difficulty rating. Let's talk about the encounter setup. When creating the battlefield for this encounter, make sure to include thematic elements showing the destruction caused by the rampaging crisis teams. I love this. Once again, the crisis teams are the ones who are hulking out and destroying the city. Like I said, before we even got into this, you would think the teams containing the Hulk. It is the exact opposite. So we've got an interesting setup here. We've got the Gamma Absorbers and the Boost Serum in the middle of the map. So essentially we have just the middle of the map being the focus of this entire format. Priority. The crisis team starts with the priority token and retains priority for the entire encounter. Pretty simple. Deployment. The crisis team deploys their squads within range three of the battlefield edge. Then the cosmic threat player deploys the Incredible Hulk within range three of their battlefield edge. The Incredible Hulk begins the game with the number of rage tokens specified by the difficulty chosen for this encounter. Let's talk about the tokens in this encounter. We have, firstly, the subdued token. When a crisis team character would normally be dazed, they gain a subdued token instead. The gamma-powered special rules listed on the tip card describe the full effects, but subdued characters can be KO'd by the Incredible Hulk. Pretty awesome. If someone's dazed, they're not dazed in this encounter, they're called subdued, and at this point the Hulk can potentially KO them. Rage tokens. Rage tokens show the anger level of the Incredible Hulk. The Crisis Team scores VPs for each rage token the Hulk gains. Some superpowers and attacks give benefits to the Incredible Hulk, based on the number of rage tokens he has. So this gives the crest teams more victory points, but it gives the Hulk more power and more damage. 
The next tokens are Boost Serums. They are target of opportunities. Boost Serums can return subdued characters to full strength. During cleanup, any character with a subdued token that is within range 1 of a Boost Serum removes all damage tokens and is subdued. This mode is insane, guys. If you're within range 1 of the Boost Serum and your character is subdued, so essentially dazed in the original game's rules, you come back to life. You heal, you come back to life. This is that format it's talking about that's pure insanity, pure wrestling craziness because the boost serum's in the middle of the map. Let's talk about the next token, which are gamma absorbers, targets of opportunity. This machine can remove the gamma radiation from a rampaging crisis team member. A subdued crisis team member can be pushed or thrown into a gamma absorber to become KO'd, cleansing it of its gamma illness and scoring two VPs for the cosmic threat Hulk player. Okay, now we're seeing how this mode shapes out. It's an interesting balance. The more rage tokens Hulk has, the more he can do. The crisis team scoring more points. At the same time, if Hulk damaged someone enough to daze them, which would be subdued in this mode because everyone's a Hulk, he can then throw them or push them into the gamma shelter tokens, which are in this mode, gamma absorbers, and they are immediately KO'd, basically locked away, taken out of the game permanently. This is how Hulk's going to win the game. He's going to take away activations. And he gets two points for doing it. Some other rules that make this mode really unique. Gamma Aura. The Incredible Hulk seeps gamma radiation, affecting the environment and characters around him. At the start of each Cosmic Threat player's turn, they roll one die. The result gives an effect shown on the following table that lasts until the start of the next Cosmic Threat player's turn. Just like the all-will-be-metal scenario, you roll dice to see what happens at the start of the Hulk's turn. But this time it's just one die. Talk about the results. A blank or a skull. Effect. The Incredible Hulk gains power equal to the number of rage tokens he currently has. All Crisis Team characters within range 3 of the Hulk gain one power. So this generates the Hulk power, but it also generates the heroes more power that are closer to the Hulk. What's interesting about this is, once again, it's showing the chaos of this mode. The closer you're in, the more power you're going to get. You're also going to potentially heal yourself with that boost serum. The closer you're in, though, the closer you're to Hulk, where he can damage you and throw you. Love it. The next result is a shield or a hit. The Incredible Hulk gains power equal to the number of Crisis Team characters within range 3 of him. Then, the Incredible Hulk and the Crisis Team characters that make physical attacks while within range 3 of him add two dice to their attacks. So for this round, adding to that wrestling vibe, everyone's physical attacks are dramatically better. Two dice. It's madness. The last result here is if you roll a crit or a wild, the Incredible Hulk and Crisis Team characters within range 3 of him gain power equal to the size of any terrain feature they destroy after the effect is resolved, adding to the chaos. On this particular round, you're going to want to destroy terrain. You're going to throw terrain and gain power for doing so. So once again, adding to the theme that all the other characters are miniature hulks as well. They're hulking out. Pretty amazing. Let's talk about scoring and then get to the end of the encounter. Scoring, the Cosmic Threat player gains two VPs when a Crisis Team character is KO'd. We already said that. The Crisis Team gains two VPs each time the Incredible Hulk gains a Rage token. But you do not gain VPs for Rage tokens gained during deployment based off the difficulty level. So that's important to know because it's a question I had when I first started reading this. The Crisis Team also gains one VP for each Gamma Absorber they are securing during cleanup. Okay, this is, once again, super interesting. If you're controlling the Gamma Absorbers, you gain points. But guess what? Now you're touching a Gamma Absorber and Hulk can punch you and throw you right in. And if you're dazed, or in this mode called subdued, and you're thrown in, you're KO'd. So it's another interesting 
balancing act here. I love it so much. Ending the encounter. Mission accomplished. If the cosmic threat player scores 12 VPs, they win the game. The cosmic threat must subdue crisis team characters and throw them into game absorbers to KO them to gain VPs. This is the only way the Hulk can gain VPs. It's pretty simple for him. Gamma Rage. If the Crisis Team players score 12 VPs, they win the game. Secure Gamma Absorbers while fighting the Incredible Hulk to gain VPs. Anger the Incredible Hulk further by giving him Rage Tokens to gain VPs. It's pretty simple. You control the Gamma Absorbers and you damage the Hulk. That's how you gain VPs as the Crisis Team. Lastly, there's one more game-ending win condition. If both Crisis Teams together have... Fewer than three characters in play at any time, the Cosmic Threat Hulk player automatically wins the game. Pretty simple. If you're fewer than three characters, the Hulk just wins. Okay, that's the basic rules for the encounter. Also, you need to touch up on the regular Cosmic Threat encounter rules because all those sort of things apply to every encounter. They apply to the Hulk encounter as well. Let's talk about the Incredible Hulk. His stats. He has eight stamina. Medium speed. I love that. Not a short like the regular Hulk. A height of four and a threat of, it doesn't matter, ultimate encounter. (laughs) His defenses are as follows. Four physical, four energy, four mystic. He has a couple innate abilities. First one is he's an encounter character. And then he has immunity to poison, stagger, and stun. Can't be stunned. Can't be staggered. He can't reduce how much power he gains. He can't lose his actions. And of course, he can't take damage from poison because he is the Incredible Hulk. Let's talk about his attacks and superpowers. His first attack is a physical attack, strike. It is a range two, strength of six, zero, power cost, strike. After this attack is resolved, this character may push the target character away short. So once again, if you have subdued enemy characters, if you did this with a strike, you could also push them into the gamma absorbers. And notice this strike just happens. It's not a wild trigger. His second attack is an energy attack called thunderclap. Recognize it? It is a B3 range, a strength of six and a power cost of three. If this character has three or more rage tokens, increase the range of this attack to beam four. It has a wild trigger stun. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains the stun special condition. It's phenomenal, guys. In a mode where you're close in, beam attacks are are huge. This is the regular thunderclap, but better. And, you know, it's a ranged attack for him, which is great. Let's also not forget what beam attacks do. They hit every target inside the range ruler. So when you get to that B4 attack later, it's huge. His next attack is a physical attack called Hulk Smash. It is a range one, nine strength, and it costs six power. If this character has two, three, or four rage tokens, increase the range of this attack to A1. If this character has five or more rage tokens, increase the range of this attack to A2. So cool, guys. So thematic. This is really when you're going to feel like the Hulk playing this encounter. He already feels like the Hulk in the regular game. What we've talked about on our show, there are concessions we give to theme or to strategy or to mechanics that go different ways to make the character feel the most like they can be the character, but also fit in the format. If this was the full Marvel lore, Hulk's threat would be much higher than it currently is in the game, and his damage would be much higher than it currently is in the game, and he wouldn't even be able to be KO'd. This is a tabletop game. We got to be bound by that. So this interesting, this Hulk smash feels even more thematic, more flavorful like the Hulk. Area attacks are huge. We've talked about area in the game. Not very much because the first time we saw it was on Ultron and now it's on Thor. What's interesting about this is this is like a beam attack, but around you. And it's crazy because you get an attack off everybody. So this is a nine strength Hulk smash that you're going to get to area on several people potentially. If you're placed right, love it. 
That's it for his attacks. Let's talk about his superpowers. He has an active superpower called the strongest one there is. It costs two power. Choose an interactive terrain feature or an enemy character both size four or less and within range two and throw it medium. The superpower can be used only once per turn. The standard awesome Hulk throw we have. Size four is huge. Medium throw from him is really cool too. Not much more that can be said. I mean, this is a mode where there's a lot of throwing terrain too, so keep that in mind. His second power is an active superpower called Super Gamma Leap. It is three power cost. Place this character within range three of its current position. The superpower can be used only once per turn. Guys, are you noticing a trend? These are the same superpowers as the regular Hulk card, but they're all amped up. They're all slightly better. We've already talked about on our show how important Gamma Leap is for the Hulk. It's still super important, and it's great that it's range three. I am excited to try this. His next superpower is a reactive superpower called Puny. One power cost. When this character is targeted by an attack or would suffer a collision, it may use this superpower. Reduce the amount of damage dealt by this attack or collision by one. This character cannot be pushed as a result of special rules, this attack or collision. Guys, this is really cool. You're eliminating pushes. You're reducing the damage the Hulk's taking, and it only costs one. He's standing his ground. He's becoming the mass that is the Incredible Hulk. I love it so much. His next superpower is an innate superpower called Inner Rage. I think we've heard of this. During the power phase, this character gains two additional power. So once again, he's going to have plenty of power to use things like Strongest One There Is, Puny, things like Thunderclap that only costs three power. There's other ways to generate power, as in the start of his turn when he rolls the dice. So it's pretty interesting. His last superpower is called Rawr. It's innate. <laughs> when this character would be dazed, it gains a rage token instead. Then remove all damage tokens from this character and push all crisis team characters within range two of this character away short. For each rage token this character has, it may reroll one die in its attack pool and may have one additional power over the normal maximum power cap of 10. Okay. This is the whole scenario's nuance in this last power. It, it's a mouthful. It's a lot. But basically, similar to the Ultron scenario, Hulk doesn't die. He comes back when he loses all his health, which is eight in this. He gains a rage token, which is how that crisis team gains their victory points other than the gamma absorbers. So now he heals all damage on him. He gains this rage token. He pushes all characters within range two of him away short. This is amazing, guys, because if he's by a Gamma Absorber when this happens and it's positioned just right, he can push someone that's subdued into one of the Gamma Absorbers and KO them. This is him getting really mad, Super Saiyan out, pushing everyone away, getting even more rage. Not only is it thematic, but mechanically, it's so rich because as the Crisis team's gaining more victory points from placing more rage on him, Hulk's gaining more rerolls. He's gaining more power. He's gaining a higher power cap. What can else can you say about it? It is so cool. This mode truly does ramp up. And this is why they say 30 to 45 minutes when you've got this down. It is a no holes barred knockout. I love it so much. The last thing on here is just the collective rage. During the power phase, each Christ team member gains two additional power. They're going to be doing more superpowers, more attacks. Hulk's going to be doing more superpowers, more attacks. It is an insane mode. I love it so much. And of course, you can play this with just two players, or you can play it with the three, which I think is recommended because two teams versus the Hulk just seems so fun. Hulk smash.
Once again, guys, Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Don't forget, we are currently doing our Asgardian giveaway. If you're a patron, you are in the giveaway already. If you'd like to join in on the giveaway, jump on our Patreon and become a patron. Catch our streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol at twitch.tv slash Fury's Finest. And follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast, Instagram at Fury's Finest, and Facebook.com slash Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. Thank you to Approaching Nirvana for intro and outro music. And subscribe, rate, and review, and spread the word of our show. We've had a lot of new people jump on the show lately, and they said someone told them about the show. And for that, we cannot thank you enough. If you have a friend who's into this game or wants to get into this game, send them our show, and hopefully we can get them into this game and grow this community even more. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. And you can follow my Star Wars show, The Canon Cantina, anywhere podcasts are found. You can follow Chris on Twitter, at Chris Bruffett. And guys, I really hope you're staying home and staying safe. We're in this together. This is a tough time, but it's probably one of the most important times that's ever happened in our lifetime, that we follow these rules, that we take care of everyone for the greater good. And you know, I just hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode to get you through these times. And I hope that our content continues to be hopefully something positive in your week, especially if anyone's having a hard time right now experiencing everything that we're experiencing. So can't thank you guys enough for listening. Join us very soon for our Thor episode. Thanks for listening. True believers, Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ben Buck says you're wrong. 